And like, this is part nine. Originally, it was only going to be three parts. But now this is part nine. And I started this back on Trinity Sunday last year. Yeah, which is over a year now. And I was hoping to finish it earlier this year. But God has given me and stirred me to bring different messages, which I thought were more pertinent. But now he wants me to complete the series now. So to recap on the last two sermons. The fruit of the Spirit. So the fruit reflect God's presence working within you and impact and affect us in different ways. They develop our character to be more like Jesus. And every believer should exhibit these attributes. They allow the Spirit to lead us to be fruitful and prune us of unhelpful ways. And they keep our focus on God and not our works. And then to recap the Holy Spirit baptisms. Two types of Holy Spirit baptism. The first one being the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Which is at the point of receiving Jesus as your saviour. And then the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Empowered for works with signs following. Which is what we're going to be talking about today. All believers experience the indwelling of the Holy Spirit through both baptisms. And both baptisms represent new life and beginnings for the believer. So, let's come back to that. For the next two sermons, we will focus on spiritual gifts. Part one today is going to give you an overview. But then in part two, I'm going to give you, I'm going to look at the various gifts in more detail. Because I just couldn't cram all of it into one sermon. So the key verse today is to focus on is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 to 7, which states, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So let me ask you, church, do you know what spiritual gifts God has blessed you with? Just a quick show of hands. Someone put, mark a guess to it. Right. So, yeah, I was hoping for more. Anyway, I'm going to make it easier for you then. Let me ask you a different question. What do you think my spiritual, primary spiritual gifts are? Don't give an answer yet because I'm going to take you through the gifts. Have a think. Yeah, I'll tell you why later. To answer these, let's quickly look at what are spiritual gifts. The gifts are spiritual manifestations given by the Holy Spirit through us, as seen in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11, for equipping and building up ourselves and the church until Christ returns, reflected in Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 12, and 1 Corinthians 14, verse 12. A quote from A.W. Tozer. As all man's work is done by his mind... So the work of the church is done by the Spirit and by him alone. We do not own these gifts, but they are freely distributed by the Holy Spirit as he sees fit and may overlap with another in their use. We are responsible to use these gifts wisely and appropriately for his purposes, and we can only receive them through faith in Jesus, and they will point to Jesus and bring glory to God. Now, opinions differ on the number of spiritual gifts there are. I'm going to focus on three main lists of spiritual gifts noted in the Bible. And God's varied gifts are diverse abilities and functions for his church. So the gifts of the Father, also known as the working gifts, reflected in Romans 12 verses 6 to 8, 
They start with inspired preaching or prophetic words, serving, teaching, exhortation and encouraging, giving, leading, and showing mercy. So I'll ask the question again. Which of those do you think is my key gifting? Okay. Thank you. That's very gracious. But everyone works in a primary one, one that you're always doing constantly, something that comes comfortable to the person. Yeah, again, I do, and I do often. But for me, it's this one. Exhortation and encouraging. That's what I'm doing day to day. At home, at work, that's what I do. I encourage. If I see someone who's by themselves, I'm going to go over to them and start a conversation. I'm going to do something. I do the rest. The thing is, the point I'm trying to make is, you guys are picking up those giftings, which I'm, I'm blessed that you are. But that's because I'm up the front and you can see me doing it all the time. When you're looking at your spiritual giftings, look at what you do. The basic things. Don't look at what we're doing in church. Look at the basic stuff. You get the point I'm getting there? Good. Let's go to the gifts of the Son. So these are service, ministry, and leadership. Reflected in Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 13. And these reflect apostle, missionary, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. So again, I'll ask you the question. Which do you think is the primary gift in that I reflect? Teacher. I would say it's teacher. As I'm doing now, I'm teaching you so that you guys can be empowered and do what I hope you, God has blessed you to do. And finally, gifts of the Spirit. The spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 11 is where you'll find these. And these are a bit more diverse. A word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discernment, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, hospitality, and celibacy. That one you don't often see a lot of in this day and age. But it is a spiritual blessing. My final time I'll ask this question. What do you think is the primary thing I work in most of the time? That's one of them, yeah. But I think that's where you picked up on that one. That's my spiritual. And that feeds everything else. My prayer, my faith, and everything else. But with this list, as I said, that's my primary but there's always additional things. I will mix. I will go into different giftings according to what the Holy Spirit wants or needs me to do at that point in time. And the same with you guys. He's going to speak to you. He's going to talk to you about what particular gifting it is. And don't limit yourself to just the one. The gifts noted today are not a definitive list of spiritual gifts, but go to show the diversity and richness of the gifts God does provide to us. Every spiritual gift has an outworking for God's purposes and to edify the church body. But remember, without God's love behind your gifts, they will bring no lasting fruit for the kingdom. So who receives spiritual gifts? Before I put the answer up, who receives spiritual gifts? Church. Everyone. Everyone. Each member of the body of Christ is given by the Holy Spirit spiritual gifts, which empower you with supernatural abilities to strengthen Educate and instruct, encourage and heal and bring revelation. Every believer has been blessed with spiritual gifts. 
and you are empowered to use his gifts according to God's will. I believe all believers are blessed with a number of gifts, not just one. God is too awesome and generous to be stingy with his gifts towards us. They reflect his love and character to us and to others. And no gift of the Spirit is better than the other. They all benefit the church and the world. Again, church, remember this. What I do today, today in serving or if I'm doing something at the back, I'm not doing it for church itself. I'm doing it for a better world. That's why God has placed every particular gift in you to make this a better world. If we weren't here, church, what do you think the world would be like? It's dread to think. Yeah? It's not just for church. It's for the greater good. They are to be discovered and developed by all believers for God's service. 1 Peter 4, verses 10 to 11 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's feared grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Each of us should be good stewards of whatever spiritual gifts we receive and use them to serve others faithfully, administering God's grace in its various forms. Spiritual gifts have also been termed gifts of holy grace, and the gifts enable and equip the people of the kingdom of God for his works. God's varying gifts supplied through his grace and wisdom, not the measure of faith he has blessed us with, are different in power, nature, and manifestation. They differ greatly from person to person. Can I just confirm... Do we all understand what I mean by manifestation? It's okay, I'll explain. Manifestation means that you can physically see it working. Yeah? It's not that I'm... Okay, I'm always going to use me as the example because you guys know me better than most. But when I'm speaking prophetically, that's not me. That's the Holy Spirit speaking through me. So if I give you a word of wisdom in a prophetic thing, that is God, not me. And that's a spiritual manifestation. That's God confirming that he's at work. Yeah. It has a twofold effect on me. It humbles me because it acknowledges God is at work. Yeah. But it encourages you because it confirms to you God is at work as well. Amen. Please remember, they do differ greatly from person to person. Why do we receive spiritual gifts? The gifts of the Spirit are given to us to glorify God, encourage the body of Christ for the benefit of all, and to empower us to be a part of God's mission to share Christ Jesus' gospel of good news to the world. Spiritual gifts sorry, go back there, are given to believers to serve, encourage, and even challenge God's church. Are you surprised by that word, challenge? Yeah. If I come up here and have to preach a hard missions to you guys, that's, again, the Holy Spirit, because he's got to challenge us. Sometimes he's going to have to tell you, church, we need to do something. And that's what he does. So the spiritual gifts are there to challenge. They help the church continue God's transforming work in the world and in people's lives. He supplies the spiritual empowerment that is necessary and appropriate for his purposes. We cannot, by our own willpower, conjure up more of his power to fulfill the tasks we encounter for him. 
again, I will challenge or warn you, church. Faith is a good thing. Yeah? Faith is a really good thing. And God supplies each of us an ample amount of faith. But just because God doesn't answer prayer means that he's unhappy with you. Just because you can't do a particular gift means you haven't got enough faith. God gives you what you need at the appropriate time. Always remember that. So it's like when we're up the front here praying and we, someone in faith has stood up. I'm praying in faith and they may not receive that healing. It doesn't mean we've done something wrong or that person's done something wrong. It just wasn't God's will for that to happen. So it's not dependent on your faith. It's dependent on your willingness to allow God to work through you. Only God can supply whatever we need for the moment at hand. God supplies the faith and the power by his will. Again, I'll say that. God supplies the faith. It's not us. I can get down on my knees and pray as hard as I want. But unless God's given me that faith, it's not going to happen. Yeah? What is required of us is to be faithful with what God gives us and to serve his church and those around us. Quote from A.W. Tozer. Be thankful, but be careful that you don't become so enamoured of God's good gifts that you fail to worship the giver. Enamoured is a big word. What it is, is you're looking more at the gift than at the giver. Some warnings in regard to spiritual gifts. Do not be proud or lord your gifts over others. Do not think your gift or contribution is not as good or less important than more prominent ones, such as prophesying and preaching. And do not smother or stifle the workings of your gifts. Beware of focusing on outward works seen by people. Focus on your attitude of heart and motivation when using your gifts. We should be humble in using our gifts and not think any gift is better than another or be jealous of other gifts. Our combined gifts edify us and the church. His gifts unite the church, building it up into all its parts. They prepare the church for mission and advancing God's kingdom, and they help us develop as God's disciples and to empower us to disciple others. When do we receive spiritual gifts? I believe these gifts are given to believers at the moment of salvation. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, which is God's life and power, we grow in our relationship with him and exhibit his gifts and fruit of the Spirit. We reflect more and more the image and light of Jesus. So we must continue to be refilled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit every day. And this is going to help us to develop what God has already blessed us with. Spiritual gifts are given to us for our time on earth with the body of Christ. On Christ's return, these gifts will no longer be needed as we will be in the full presence of God needing nothing more but his presence. So this is a temporary thing, church. You're temporarily going to need to pray. You're temporarily going to need to prophesy. You're temporarily going to have to have faith. Because when Jesus comes, that's done. Yeah? Yeah. We're not going to need to prophesy. We're not going to need to preach. Amen. When Jesus comes. (laughs) Because we'll be in the presence of God. Amen? Amen? Five. How can you find out your spiritual gifts? Now, this is where everyone sits up and thinks, oh, I'm listening now. Mm -hmm. 
I encourage you to serve in any capacity in and outside of church, and God will start to show you the gifts he wants you to work through. To use our spiritual gifts effectively, we should acknowledge all gifts and abilities, spiritual and natural, come from God. Let me say that one again. Acknowledge all gifts and abilities, spiritual and natural, come from God. Amen? All the athletes, all the footballers, all the ladies with the beautiful faces, all of that comes from God. And men, you have handsome faces as well. I'm not going to leave you out. But it all comes from God. Everything natural, everything spiritual, all comes from God. Don't think it's you, it's him. Understand everyone has different abilities, even those expressing the same giftings. Yeah? Church, we've seen this. Pastor David preaches different to me. We've seen it with all the different preachers that we've seen over these coming months. All preachers, all teachers, but very different flavors. Don't always try to be something that someone else is. It's not what God called you to. Know who we are and what we do best. And I hope, church, through the teachings that you're receiving, that you know who you are. Who are you? Child of God. Amen. If we'd be hammering that every Sunday, please, church, you have to get, catch that. You are a child of God. You need to know who you are because the enemy can't take that away from you. When he's at your back, what are you going to say to him? I am a child of God. Say it. I am a child of God. Amen. Don't forget who you are. The next bit is what do you do best? This is where spiritual gifts come in. Press into God and find out what you do best, both naturally and for his kingdom. And then the last one, wholeheartedly use and dedicate our gifts only to God's service and serve others, not ourselves. That's the way we would normally fall down, church. That's what you've got to guard your heart with. Pride. It's all, all good to be confident, but when pride comes in, there's a problem. Your spiritual gifts are normally an ability that is beyond you, but you do enjoy doing and experience fulfillment for it. So let me just confirm to you now. If you're not comfortable talking to someone, you are not an evangelist. That's their key gifting. If, you, if you're one of those people that want to sit there and not, the world doesn't want to see you, you want to be in the background, you're not an evangelist. Yeah? That's not to say God can't convert you. Because I've seen... Some really quiet people, and God gets hold of them, boom. But again, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not the norm for them. It's where the Spirit, you see the Holy Spirit at work in them. Many of you may think, I'm a naturally confident person. I'm not. Sometimes I just want to sit down and sit and be quiet. Can't with June, but anyway. Um, I, I had to slip that one in. Anyway. You may find it comes easy for you, but it is always through the Holy Spirit's empowerment. We may not see the gifts we have, so other trusted believers may point them out to you. Many people pointed out the giftings I was exhibiting early o'clock. Um, didn't know, didn't realise, I just got on with it. But just remember this, always test with the Holy Spirit what is shared with you, as he's the, he's the one who knows what he's blessed you with. Some gifts may not come so easy and will require some work from us to develop it. I'll give you two examples of this. 
with the preaching, I needed to com- God really did work hard with me about committing the time, discipline. When he told me, Colin, you need to do two-hour study, I needed to listen because he knew what was coming. Yeah. All this holiday when I've been away on Sundays, God had this preach written months before, so I didn't have to do so much work when I got back. It was discipline and sacrifice. Believe me, my family, bless them, when I'm beavering away studying, they give me the space. And they, have, they sacrifice just as much as I do when I'm preaching because I can't be with them. I can't do the activities I want to do. They make a sacrifice. So let me forewarn you now. It's good to aspire for the different gifts, but remember, are you able to walk the path and the challenge God calls you to when you do walk in that gifting? Yeah? I think everyone's always thinking, oh, I want to be the pastor. I want to be the preacher. But believe me, there is a cost. And are you willing and able to pay that cost for that gifting? I, I know it's like bad news, but what I'm saying to you is be realistic. You want to be an athlete, you train. You want to be the best athlete, you train more. Yeah? yeah? Same with giftings. If you really want to be that person, you've got to work hard. The blessings are there, but you do need to work for them. Yeah? yeah? The second example is speaking in tongues. So before, I used to struggle speaking in tongues. It's only when I got here with uh, Pastor Rob and a, a, a blessing, my brother who I touched base with the other day. He stayed with me one uh, after a men's meeting and he said, Colin, I, want, I believe God is saying today you're going to talk in tongues. And all we did was walk around the church and kept walking around. He said, what's coming? And I said, nothing. Kept walking around the church. What, come on. He said, is anything coming? No, no, nothing. But an hour later, something, I, I blurted out a sound. He said, Colin, that's it. He said, keep working on that, keep working on it. And eventually tongues came. And now I can pray. I go from English to tongues. If I'm worshipping, I can sing in tongues. But it takes hard work. And some of those things, and don't get down on the... Everyone keeps saying, oh, you don't know if you're infilled with the Holy Spirit unless you're speaking in tongues. That's not true. The infilling of the Holy Spirit, you'll see other gifts, fruit of the Spirit, before sometimes you see the spiritual gifts manifest. So don't um, give yourself a hard time if it doesn't happen straight away. No matter your gifting, you need to put the effort into developing the gift. God desires us to sharpen and strengthen our gifts as we walk with him. Again, I'll say that again. God desires us to sharpen and strengthen our gifts as we walk with him. So you're not going to get everything, as I've given with my example, straight away. But as you walk with him and you trust him and you keep doing what he keeps calling you to do, then you'll get more from it. We may not be aware of our gifting or we're still finding out what they may be. Keep seeking and God will reveal them to you. I would encourage you to be ready to step out and serve when God does reveal them. I recommend doing a spiritual gift questionnaire. And there are many available online. Uh, I mean, you can touch base with myself or Pastor David about some kosher ones. I'm sure there's some terrible ones out there. But we can point you in the direction of good ones. But here's one that I've used. Uh, if anyone remembers Cover to Cover, these people um, have done one. It's a very straightforward, basic one. That's the website details. I'm not going to keep them up there for long. What I've done is I've printed off about 10 copies 
Bemi has kindly printed off 10 copies. And it's first come, first serve. So no mad rush. I'm not finished preaching yet. At the end of service, and we can print some more off. So don't worry. But if you feel you want to explore this a bit more, there are some available at the back. We should strive for more gifts and to grow in them according to the will of God and the faith he will supply to us. But no one person will ever have all the gifts as the Holy Spirit distributes them across the body of Christ to serve all. So church, get that clear in your head. We don't, there's no super Christians yeah, that have all the giftings. I know you started off with that right at the beginning and said, yeah, you've got all of them. Bless you. I do work in the interchanging them. But I don't work in all of them all the time. I will go mad. Yeah? If I had to discern spirits all the time, mm, no. You, you get that gifting when you need it. Yeah. Yeah? So just be, be practical yeah. about the giftings. Colossians 3.17 And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. If we bear his spirit, we must reflect his ways for our speech and actions. We should strive to ensure our gifts complement each other in the body of Christ. Remember Paul warns us about that? If one prophesies, let, the other, let them prophesy and then you prophesy. There's order in the church. If we're speaking of one another, none of us get the benefit. We are to use our spiritual gifts to have a positive impact on those around us. Our love for God and others should be the key motivator for the use and benefit of our spiritual gifts. The gifts are not to be collected like collector's items for our own use or pleasure. And again, Acts forewarns us about Simon the sorcerer trying to get the giftings of God. Yeah? They're not for our pleasure. They're not like those Mona Lisa's that the collectors put up. These are gifts that are to be used. Spiritual gifts are dependent on God's will for us, God's love in us, the measure of faith and grace he has supplied to us, and our obedience and faithfulness to God. James 1.17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Everyone is born with natural gifts given by God. When we give them back to God, he enhances them to be used for his glory. This is an Old Testament example. Exodus 35 from verse 30. Then Moses said to the people of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the spirit of God, with skill, with intelligence, with knowledge, and with all craftsmanship. To devise artistic designs, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood for work in every skilled craft. And he has inspired him to teach both him and Ahuliab, the son of Ahismach, of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver, or by a designer, or by an embroider in blue and purple and scarlet yarns, and fine twin linen, or by a weaver, by any sort of workman or skilled designer. So everyone thinks spiritual gifts have to be extraordinary. Sometimes God's anointed people with natural skills, as we see here in the construction of the tabernacle. Do we all know what the tabernacle is? Yeah. It's where the, the ark was kept. It was, it was a tent, a great, marvellous tent. 
And God had filled this man with these extra abilities. Now, these weren't spiritual abilities, but they were natural abilities that would glorify God. Whatever God has gifted you with, if you use it wholeheartedly for the Lord, you will see him work greatly through your skills and other people will notice. It pleases God to see us use his gifts for his glory. A quote from C.S. Lewis. God gives his gifts where he finds the vessel empty enough to receive them. Do you understand the statement? It's talking about humility. The gifts will be given to the humble. Don't get hung up on what gifts you have or don't have. Just ask God how you can use them best to encourage, build and strengthen with him, his church and to glorify him. Be open to be a blessing. Ephesians 4 verses 4 to 6. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. A mark of maturity for a believer in their walk with God is seen through what fruit of the spirit they produce and how they use their spiritual gifts for the purposes of God. So I encourage you, church, discover what your gifts are ascertain how to put them to use and get involved and serve with your gifts. My last scripture for today, Romans 11 verse 29. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. Yeah? When God wrote our names in his book of life, he knew what he had called us to do and the works he would give us to do. In life, we get surprised by what we see other people doing. God is never surprised by what we can do, as he was the one who has given us the ability to do them. God knows who you are, how you tick, your strengths and your weaknesses, how he has made you and what he's made you for, and what gifts he has blessed you with. I pray we strive to discover this by the leadings of the Holy Spirit and walk in them for the purposes of God. Every believer has a role and something of value to give for the good of the body of Christ. A better you, transformed and empowered by Jesus, contributes to making the world a better place. Church, are you willing to use what God has given to you for his glory? Yes. It's so quiet. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. So let's pray. Heavenly and merciful Father, we thank you for the message today. We thank you that hearts, I pray, have been stirred. Yes, Lord, it's been a teaching sermon. It wasn't a, a gospel preaching sermon, but... This one was for the church specifically. And we pray, Father, that you are the one who builds your church. A leader can do as much as he can with the people, but it's the Lord that empowers and builds. Each one of these are living stones alive in you, Lord. So, Lord, help them find their gifting. Help them know the abilities that you have put in them, that you've written into their hearts, that you've wired them to do, Lord. And let them be willing to step out in faith and explore the goodness and faithfulness of God. So, Lord, have your way in all these things. In Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen. 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 So as we-